Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe, but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, on with the broadcast. Hi, welcome today to another update of Prophecy Countdown. I'm Pastor Ken Bear with Faith Dialogue. Uh, we provide uh, two updates, two updates each week on this, on this channel, Prophecy Countdown. Um, it's both on video as well as audio. I'm not sure exactly how you're getting this program, whether it's on video or audio. But what we do is we do two updates each week. So on Sundays, uh, we premiere uh, an update uh, presently on the Gospel of Matthew. We're going through Matthew chapter by chapter and verse by verse. Uh, we'll be in chapter 10 today. Uh, this is the Sunday podcast. This is episode number 305, Matthew chapter 10. And the message is called Confession of Faith. Now, on Wednesdays, our updates are always prophecy-related, and typically what we do is we take one of the questions from our audience, uh, people like you, people that either subscribe or just view this podcast, either in video or audio form. Um, you can uh, send in a question to us by sending email to prophecycountdownpodcast at gmail.com. That's prophecycountdownpodcast at, at gmail.com, and we answer every single one of those questions that come in, no matter how, how they're worded or how trite or how complex. And, and again, the thing is, is that if you have a question, if somebody has a question, most likely others have the same question as well. So what we try to do is we try to use these questions as, as the reason uh, for our, our podcast. So let's get into our Sunday message today. And as I mentioned, our, I've titled our Sunday message, uh, Confession of Faith. And we'll be reading chapter 10 from the Gospel of Matthew, verses 32 and 33. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven, but whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. You know, often when we take a look at the scriptures, and when I take a look at the scriptures that I'm going to be teaching on, I, I, I pray about it, I think about it, and usually I come up with a, a title, a, a name of my message, and that's kind of how I, how, how I begin this process with a, with a title. Now today's a passage in, in the Gospel of Matthew is part of a teaching by Jesus directed specifically to the apostles. He's sending them out into the world. He's sending them into hostile territory. He's, he already told them there were people that would accept his message and there were people that would reject his teachings. And if they accepted his message, he should continue to teach them. But if they rejected his message, he says to shake off the dust from their feet and depart. So again, we have two types of people that are receiving the message, those that will accept and those that will reject. Jesus also tells them that there will be persecution. We spoke on that passage just last week, uh, and that it should be expected. But Jesus said that we are highly valued by God, that, uh, that, uh, that we're, we're, we're better than the sparrows, and not a sparrow would fall from the ground without the Lord knowing about it. Um, now, this is not necessarily a promise of protection, uh, but it was definitely a promise of, of provision. So then we come to this passage. Uh, Jesus is again speaking of, of two groups, two groups of people, two responses to the message of the kingdom and the gospel of Jesus Christ. He, he says that there would be some that would accept and some that would reject. And I want you to pay attention 
uh, to the method in which people reject or accept the message. And we have that today. And this is why I've titled this Confession of Faith, because it has to do with what comes out of our mouths. Jesus says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. See, it's with the, it's with the lips. Now, well, some might object to where I'm taking this teaching as I'm calling it a confession of faith. I'm taking the point that this confession of faith that Jesus is spoke, speaking of is to be literally understood. Jesus cares what comes out of our mouth. And what he's saying is that he wants to see clearly that out of our lips comes a confession of faith. You know, the Apostle Paul uh, said basically the same thing. He said this, he said to Timothy, he said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life in which you were called to have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. How do you confess the good faith in the presence of many witnesses? You, you teach it. You preach it. You say it. You acknowledge it. You acknowledge it that you are a, a child of God, that you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that he died on the cross, that he rose again, and he's coming back again. This is the, this is the confession that's made, as Paul says, in the presence of, of many witnesses. You know, your mouth is how you make this good confession. The Apostle Paul, in chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, says this. He says, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. How? You'll be saved if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. Paul says, he says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. This is the, this is the confession that's rewarded. This is the confession. Now, I'm not talking about works. This is not a works mentality. We're saved by, we're saved by grace through faith. It's not by works lest anyone should boast. But this is the method that, that Jesus is telling us. This is the indication that somebody is of the body of Christ. It's because of the confession of their lips. Those that that accept Christ, confess Christ. Those that reject, well, we'll get that to a minute. What happens to those that, that reject? You know, there's also a, another term which is called the confession of the church. Now, confessions of the church refer, re, uh, refer to formal statements that church typically denominations have made throughout the history. Um, particular Christian denominations uh, have a tradition that they've, they embrace a, a, a confession of some kind. You know, so, for example, uh, one of them is called the Heidelberg Catechism. Uh, the Heidelberg Catechism is from the Reformed traditions within the church. That's John Calvin and the Reformed churches. Then there's, the, uh, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's one that's called the uh, Second Helvetic Confession. And the Second Helvetic Confession uh, was a Swiss reformer. So these are, these are confessions. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The... Um, uh, the question is, what about you? What's your confession of faith? I, I heard a preacher put it this way. Uh, he said, basically, let, let's, let's assume this way. Let's assume that your, your words are being recorded. 
that you've got a bug on you, that every single word that you say has been recorded, whether past few hours, past few days, past few months, or the last few years. The question is, and this is what this pastor said, is there evidence that would indicate that you've made a confession for Christ? Is there enough evidence to convict you, for example, that, that you're a Christian? Uh, would there be evidence we could bring to Jesus and say, look, I, I've confessed your name before other men. I've confessed your name. Out of my lips has come this confession. You know, I, I remember uh, my own life uh, in the secular world. Before I was a pastor, I was working uh, for a large multinational corporation before I went to, to Bible school. And, and I had the reputation of, um, of being a Christian. Uh, some people would call me a, a Bible thumper, which was kind of interesting because I'm anything but a Bible thumper. I rarely carried a Bible at work. I carried one to, to church all the time, but I didn't carry it at work. But I think the thing that, that I enjoyed was that people know, knew that I was not hiding my Christianity. And this really came apparent when there was a, a co-worker of mine, and, and we, were, we were actually pretty good friends, and, and he finally came into my office and he was dealing with some issues, and he, he let me know that he was a, a Christian, that he went to church, he and his wife would go to church, and they went to church all the time, they went to Sunday, that Sunday night, they went to went, and it was interesting because uh, it was unknown to us. There was no, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that he wasn't a Christian, I was just a little taken back because uh, he knew that I was a believer and I was taking some abuse for being a believer by being a Bible thumper and, and he was never put in that category as well. And that's a, that's a risk that we take, my friends, when, when we decide to be so silent. Uh, so silent. The question is, why are you silent uh, when the Bible clearly says that you need to make a confession, a confession for Christ? Again, remember my words back that I mentioned before in Romans 10, 9, that you need to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Paul's reminding us that this public confession is key. It, it's part of who we are as, as believers. It's part of the way we're supposed to re respond to the, to the people around us. You know, a, a relationship with God is so important. It comes about by having a relation with, with Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ himself said that there are two kinds of people, those that accept him and confess him and those that, that reject him. And he said those that accept him and confess him, he'll confess before his Father who's in heaven. And those that reject him, that deny him, he'll reject also in the presence of his Father. This is what it means to be a, a confessing Christian a person that confesses, not these creeds of the church, my goodness, these creeds of the church are, are interesting. Uh, by the way, the reason these creeds of the church were made goes all the way back to the fourth century, uh, back to what we know as the Nicene Creed, and the other one was the Apostles' Creed. And the idea was this, is that as the church was growing, it was important for people to understand what, what it was that made us different as Christians. What did, we, what did we need to believe? Yes, it was important to believe in Jesus, but was there anything else? Was there anything else? So they came up with these, these two creeds, the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, both around the same time, somewhere between 300 and 400 AD, maybe a little earlier than that. Uh, and they were important. And to this day, the Nicene Creed is the litmus test, really, that divides uh, those that are inside what we call orthodoxy, inside the church, and those that are outside, those that are, that are believing doctrines that are uh, more related to the cults. 
So let me read to you, for example, one of these confessions of faith, which is goes back to the Nicene Creed. Let me just read to you this Nicene Creed. If you, know, if you listen to this, by the way, listen to how much is it, of it uh, speaks about, about Jesus. More than two-thirds actually is about Jesus. Here's the text of the Nicene Creed. It reads, We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, one in being with the Father. Through Him, that's Jesus, all things were made. For us and for our salvation, He came down from heaven. He, by the power of the Holy Spirit, He became incarnate by the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake... He was crucified. Who was crucified? Jesus Christ. He was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory. This is what we talk about with Prophecy Update. He will be coming back again to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, He was worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. That's the Nicene Creed. You know, that's the, that's the statement of faith that our church, Faith Dialogue, adheres to as well. We want to keep it very, very simple. And the Nicene Creed, like I said, uh, goes all the way back. It was actually codified in 325 at the First Council of Nicaea. And like I said, during the Reformation, um, the Reformers felt it was important to introduce other confessions because they were struggling with what the church, the Roman church, had been teaching for so many centuries. And, and you know, the, the Reformation came in and the focus was on the, on the Bible, on, on uh, grace alone and faith alone, in Christ alone, the, the solas. So as a result, they, uh, they came up with these confessions, including, like for example, the Westminster Confession of Faith, uh, the Augsburg Confession that was used by the Lutherans, and, and others as well. But as we close, I just want to remind you of, of these two categories that Jesus spoke of. That he spoke of a couple times. He said, there's going to be people that accept you, and teach those people. There's going to be people that reject you and shake the dust off your feet. Jesus then went on and said, those that accept you, they will confess with their mouth, and I'll confess them before my Father. Those that deny me, that reject me, I will reject them in the presence of my Father. You notice, those are the two categories. There really is no third category. There's no other neutrality. There's, there's no third category as if, well, here's a category for people that have been baptized, that go to church and, and are relatively good people, uh, but never truly confess Jesus as Lord. There's no, there's no third category. And this is why Paul made it so, so clear that we need to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, that God had raised him from the dead. So I want to just remind you that, again, we have been given this, this gospel, this very, very simple gospel message uh, that, that we not only need to confess ourselves, but to, to teach others. There are, 
There are people in your life, your neighbors, your friends, your acquaintances. Your I, I talked about my secular job and my, you know, my acquaintances at work. Um, I wanted them to know who Jesus Christ was. That's the part of this this confession. So, if you haven't made Jesus the the Lord of your life, if you haven't done what the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans ten nine that you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Uh, that actually can be a prayer. So I'm going to pray that with you right now, uh, and, then, and then we're going to go ahead and sign off. I just want to encourage you uh, that, that, uh, that there's an opportunity for you here uh, to be able to make sure that you are uh, confessing Jesus Christ. And I'd want to encourage you to do that. So why don't you can pray with me? Father God, I want to thank you, Lord, for the opportunity uh, to confess you. I thank you, Lord, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and the sins of, of the rest of the world, Lord. And I, and, I, and I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I, 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 I confess my sins. I repent of my sins, and I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I just pray, Lord, that, uh, that the Holy Spirit comes into my life, send him into my life, allow me to be a, a new creation so that I can tell others as well. And I give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again soon. Nearly every day, it's common to see, read, or hear something about the end of the world, the apocalypse, or end times. Author and pastor Kenneth Baer's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period, including the Great Tribulation. Available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Baer. Get your copy today.